Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. That's awesome. And so I, I know you've heard this, the, the culture word thrown around so much, but you know, 28 years, uh, you're 28 years, correct? Yes, sir. Your experience, yeah. I mean, 28 years and, and, and the culture that you've created there that even as you alluded to before, you can tweak and shift some things. Uh, what's something that is your favorite activity or, or a way that you build that culture year in, year out? Right. And, you know, Matt, I, I don't know that culture necessarily, I mean, it can be just like anything else. And I'm really big into differentiating our education or what I say, differentiating our coaching as well. If the teachers can be asked to differentiate what they do in the classroom to meet the needs of every student in their classroom, as coaches, can't we be asked to do the same thing? And that's differentiate what it is that we do uh, to meet the needs of every one of our players and, and therefore every one of our teams as well. And so there are lots of little things that we do that I, I think helps promote culture um, and that I really like. But with each team, it's a little bit different. And, you know, some teams like each other naturally and they like doing things together off the floor. Others, um, you know, not so much. And so maybe that year that it's not so much, uh, the culture is, is team building and, and going to football games together and having a tailgate party or going to support the volleyball team or, you know, just all kinds of little things. This year, we had a little uh, pregame tailgate to where they had a, a 2K uh game, you know, tournament beforehand. Nice. Um, you know, other years, it may be that maybe we're trying to build trust with them. I mean, from the staff to the players, and maybe we're doing some little team building exercises. Um, you know, I love what Shaka Smart, some of his team building stuff that he's done. Um, I mean, we've had scavenger hunts and we've had, you know, puzzles hidden throughout the, the locker room where, you know, the kids all signed copies of the schedule. And we had our trainer and our principal and teachers and everybody else sign that schedule and turn the schedule into a puzzle and, you know, scattered it throughout the locker room, and they had to go back and tape everything together, and, and then there's one piece missing. Well, that one piece happens to be in my office, and the point to that exercise is that we need everybody to complete the puzzle, uh, whether it's teachers, whether it's administrators, uh, whether it's them as players, our managers, everybody else, that the, the game and the team success is bigger than you, and, um, you know, so who knows what each year's team needs, but I think the recognition that we have as coaches to be able to differentiate the needs, uh, to meet the needs of those teams is the most important thing. Uh, that really impresses me. I, I think maybe even going into this talk without ever having uh, a, much, a deep one-on-one -on -one conversation with you, knowing your history and the success, I might have just have thought that you just have almost a script of what you do from year to year and things. But I love hearing the fact that uh, it, it's all, even with your offensive scheme from year to year, it's all dependent on uh, your players and their needs and where they're at. Yeah, and Matt, that's an area that I've really had to change, um, you know, over the years. And I know we may end up discussing that a little bit later. Um, but you can't, I, I don't personally feel like that you can just have this script that you follow year in and year out. And, you know, when I first got into coaching, I didn't necessarily feel that way. But that's kind of where that I've evolved 
Uh, 28 years coaching total between Crowley High School and North Crowley. This is the 24th year that North Crowley has been open. And, uh, you know, I've just found myself changing a lot over the years. Well, at what point did that flexibility come from, you know, maybe thinking you figured it out and you know exactly what you want to do every year to now you, you have the ability to to try things out and dabble. And you know what? That didn't work this year, but no problem. We'll, we'll try something else. Well, at what point in your career, and like you said, we might get to it later on, but just it's just popping here. Where did, when did that happen for you? Having personal kids mm-hmm. and having personal kids that got to the age um, to where I'm, I'm viewing things as a parent. I was always able to view things as a high school player, as a college basketball player, as a college grad assistant, as a freshman coach or a JV coach or a varsity coach. But I don't think I ever came full circle at getting the big picture until I had kids of my own that got old enough to know that when a coach changes a schedule, you know, at the last minute or when, you know, they- (laughs) How inconvenient it actually is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you just learn so many things when you are having to- um, you know, be on that parental end of it. And I think that along the way and through plenty of failures of my own over the years, um, and, and, you know, just being to an area where you you go back and you review everything you do annually and to still not think that you've got, and, you know, I think when you start thinking that you've got everything figured out mm-hmm. and you're not going back and assessing every single year, what was successful, what worked, what didn't work, I think that's when you can get left behind in the game if you're not careful. It's so funny that you said that about becoming a parent. My, my son is a is a freshman now at Faith and playing, and he'll be, play JV for us. And my wife came to me, so I, I don't know about you. I like I like their uniforms, socks, shoes. I like them looking the same. But a few years ago, uh, one of our best players didn't like Nike. It just didn't feel good on his shoes. So I, I went to, okay, Well, it's just got to be mainly white with our school colors being the secondary colors, thinking that's fair. Everybody gets, and my wife said, you know, Matt, do you, do you know, we're trying to find these shoes. Do you know how hard it is to find the shoes that you're asking? And it was that light bulb moment of now being on this other side of it. Oh, okay. So uh, let me ask you this, like shoes, things like that. You stubborn about things like that or, or. It just really depends on the area. Um, You know, we used to be, there was going to be no sleeves, no, um, you know, shorts that look different, uh, undershorts for everybody else. Nike has helped out with that a little (laughs) for us. Um, We're part of the Nike High School Elite Program. And so they give us pretty strict guidelines of what you can do and what you can't do as far as uniforms. Um, I have tried to, and I run it past my assistant coaches who are much younger than me because, uh, you know, my my initial thing is, man, we are all going to look exactly alike. We're all going to walk into the gym. I love that uniform look. I love everything about that. But, you know, I always, with all of my assistant coaches, I've got three guys on the staff that have played for me at one point or another, which is great. Um, You know, they really understand the way that our kids think. And so we're constantly, you know, just bouncing ideas off of one another. Now, part of that goes is that once I've made a decision, uh, you know, then they're going to, they're going to support whatever that decision is. But um, I I definitely want to listen to them and get feedback from them. um, You know, anytime that we're coming up with those types of decisions. You know, I've I've 
had the opportunity to speak with some amazing coaches, you know, just in the short time that I've been doing this. And there is a reoccurring theme that I, I keep hearing throughout. And it's, and you mentioned it a second ago, you said at the end of every year, looking back over and analyzing what you're doing, the why and the how behind it. I, I just think it's, it's just something to point out that you're saying something that so many coaches are saying, but I don't know if I'm that good at that. At what point, you know, in your career, did you start every year really going back over everything? And I know you just said when you had your kid, any other times? Well, I mean, I, I think I really, looking back, tried to be reflective throughout my varsity career. There were so many guys, and, and I think I told him this the other day, but a guy like Chris Dyer that's at DeSoto, Chris Dyer was a mentor of mine, and he didn't even know he was a mentor mm. of mine. I was just watching his program. I was watching his program, certain guys that I had a lot of respect for, their programs were successful, the way they carried themselves, the way their teams um, acted on and off the floor when we would go to these you know, big tournaments and stuff like that. And so I think being reflective is something I've always tried to do. Um, you know, getting beat, I think it was four or five straight years in the regional quarterfinals before we finally punched through and made it to a regional tournament. That helped. You know, I mean, you know, just being having to step back and look and go, why aren't we getting over the hump? Mm. Um, you know, I think that is an extra little uh, kick in the backside to maybe be reflective. But, you know, I think that I started that at a, at a young age. Uh, because I never really felt like that I did know it all by any means. And I had so much respect for the profession, for some of the guys in the uh, profession. And the next thing you know, I'm looking around and, heck, I'm not one of the new guys anymore. And so at that point, then I tried to start, um, you know, not only being still to this day reflective of everything that we do on an annual basis, but also to try to get that message out to as many of the young coaches as I possibly can. Um, you know, to be reflective, to, you know, try to view everything through the eyes of a parent, through yeah. the eyes of a leader, of a mentor, of other coaches, you know, and, and I think that that's been a big part of where I am right now as well. That's a great point and a great reminder for every coach out there, but especially, like you said, we want our players to acknowledge the fact that they don't know everything, that they, they, we want them to be lifelong learners, students of the game, but we have to remember to do that too. And, and as a young coach, I think I definitely was on the side of, you know what, I've got this figured out already. Uh, and, and golly, it, it doesn't take long for you to figure out, no, you don't. No, and, you don't. But, but great reminders from a coach like you. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.